0: you're listening to the audio ministries of first baptist church of troy texas you're invited to join us for live and in-person morning worship every sunday morning at 10:45 a.m visit fbctroytx.org for a list of our activity times and family-centered community ministries now here's today's message today i am ending the summer request series uh uh And uh, this next Sunday, I'm going to uh, start just a little mini-series of The Fall of the Wisest Man. We're going to look at the fall of Solomon, who, the wisest man in the whole world, was really a big dummy. Okay? We're going to be looking at that. as We'll start that uh, this next Sunday. Uh, And what we can learn from The Fall of the Wisest Man. But today we're going to end our series uh, with this, with a question that uh, I was sent, and I thought it was a fantastic question. It says, why will we have new names in heaven? Why will we have new names in heaven? Okay? That's the question. And if you'll turn to Revelation chapter 2, verse 17, uh, we will... uh, we will be looking at the, uh, the scripture that that is coming from. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. And this is where Christ is, is talking to the church of Pergamum uh, and uh, has a word for them and a word for us. So verse 7 of Revelation chapter 2. Anyone who has an ear, should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I will give the victor some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone. And on the stone, a new name is inscribed that no one knows except the one who receives it. As I I thought about this question and as I thought about... uh, Uh, the answer for it and prayed about it you know I looked at scripture and we know in scripture there's several places that God changed people's names we have Abram was turned to Abraham Sarai was turned to Sarah Jacob was turned to Israel Uh, we know that uh, Simon was changed to Peter Saul was changed to Paul. So there's many places in Scripture where God changed someone's name. But in here, it says that we will get those who persevere the victor. We will have a new name. And, you know, as I thought about this, you know, I thought, too, I said, man, we've lived our whole lives with the names we've had. So why are they going to be changed in heaven? I mean, from the moment I was born, my name was Harlan. Now, I'll be honest with you, Harlan is probably not one of the best names to have. The reason is, there's very few of us. If you're at some gathering and somebody yells John, there could be 20 dozen Johns there. And so you get to ignore it, go, that's got to be for somebody else. But somebody yells Harlan, you'd probably be the only one who's there. And you know it's got to be for you. Now, I remember going to, I think I've told this story, but I remember going to to Walmart. And and I was there and some lady walked in the door and she went, Harlan, come here. I looked at her and I'm thinking, did I hear that right? Harlan, I said, come here. I mean, she was like this. And I'm thinking, woman, I have no clue who you are. How do you know me? And, she, and it was basically, Harlan, one more time, come here. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to figure out what I'm in trouble for. And I start to take a step forward and this little kid. twing Right by me. And I'm going, there's another one. You know, there aren't many of us around. But I grew up with that name just as you've grown up with your name all your life. So why are they going to be changed in heaven? I mean, that's a great question. Now, in looking at the verse that we read, there I'll be honest with you, there is some debate as to actually what this verse is referring to. But I think in the context of what it's written there, in particular Christ says, I will give the victor some of the hidden manna and and some of what was going on, what happened in the Roman Empire, the days of Rome. The research that I did back in those days there in Rome. The victor, the soldier who was a victor in the battle, was given a white stone with his name on it. And that white stone with his name on it was his ticket into the victory banquet. So, if that's the case for us, then those who are victorious, those of us who are believers, will be given that white stone with a new name on it so that we can have entrance into the great banquet in heaven for believers now the question i I, as i was thinking about this i'm going well is the stone literal or symbolic i don't know and it really doesn't bother me to be honest with you one way or the other i just know we're going to get a new name in heaven and we're going to be a part of the great banquet in heaven where on every table there will be bluebell ice cream and coconut cream pie that's my idea. I don't know what yours is, but that's my idea. Either that or, Bubba, I know you're not going to be working in heaven, so it won't be Bubba cream, but somehow it may get produced there, which is better than bluebell ice cream. I will say that. Definitely much better. But why are we going to get a new name? Why are we not going to keep our old earthly names? Why am I not going to be Harlan in heaven, or, or uh, Tommy, or or whomever, Randy. why, Why are we not going to have those names? And as I thought about that question, I kept coming back to this answer. It's because we're not going to be the same people that we were here on this earth. We're going to be different. As believers, we are in the process as we live on this earth of being changed, and when we get to heaven, that change will be complete. When one comes to God through faith in Christ, everything becomes new. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. And look, new things have come. We are new. We're not the old self anymore. I read uh, an an article where Queen Victoria, many years ago, uh, not Queen Elizabeth, it's Queen Victoria before, she was before Queen Elizabeth, was once, Once paid, she paid a visit to a paper mill. And during her tour, she was taken into a rag sorting shop where men were employed to pick out rags from the dump of London. They would go into the city dump, they would pick out all the cloth rags that were in there, as nasty as they were, and they would take them to this room. And they would take these rags And what they would do is they would start working with them and the queen was told that they would be used to make some of the finest sort of white paper. Sometime after the tour, the queen received a package of fine white stationery and on that stationery it featured the queen's likeness as a watermark. And the letter that accompanied it said this, these are the very rags that you saw on your tour Of the paper mill those grimy dirty rags now into fine white paper folks in the same way that is what God has done for us through Jesus he takes us as filthy as we are cleans us up stamps the likeness of his son on us and makes us brand new and upon receiving Christ We are different from what we were before, just as white pure paper is different from filthy rags. So why will we have new names in heaven? Well, first of all, I believe it's because we have entered into a new relationship and we have entered into a love relationship. We've entered into a love relationship. When when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are accepting God's love for us. We're accepting God's love. God deals with those who are Christ followers on the basis of love. God's mercy is His forgiving love. God's divine working is His caring love. God's kindness is His understanding love. God's will for our lives is His unerring love. And and Christ's sacrifice for our sins is God's proven love. We have entered a love relationship with God. And the thing is, is on this earth, we experience the love on this earth of God's love. We, we get it, we experience it. But when we get to heaven, we're going to experience it in a greater way. Do y'all remember, I used to love when Chick-fil-A was in the mall. Because they'd stand outside with that platter of chicken. You know, they finally had to say, uh, you can't come by anymore. I mean, they had some good chicken. They wanted, what were they wanting to do? They were going to give you a sample of that chicken so you would know how good that chicken was so you knew what was waiting on you when you walked into that Chick-fil-A. The love of God, folks, that we receive as believers here on this earth is kind of like that. We're getting a sample of what's waiting on us in heaven. Now, Scripture does tell us that God causes it to rain on the just and the unjust alike. In fact, He loves folks down here, folks who aren't believers. He showers His love on them. We all get a taste of God's love here on this earth. But in heaven, we're going to know fully what's been waiting on us, and we're going to know the full presence and the full totality of God's love. It it, down here as god loves us it shows us as believers what we have to look forward to and it lets the unbelievers know what they're going to be missing out on the fullness of god's love. you see we as believers we now have a love relationship with god we have a love relationship the reason we have a love relationship with god is because we now have a family relationship We now have a family relationship. We've entered into a family relationship with God. We have been adopted into the family of God. Now, I am the physical child of Andrew and Iva Haynes. But greater than that, folks, I am now through Jesus Christ, the child of God. When a child is adopted, their name is changed. Their name is changed to show that new relationship between that child and that parent. That child doesn't keep their same last name. No, it's changed. Sometimes they don't even keep the same first name. It's changed. Scripture says, those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. Now, first of all, let me say, then that means if I sin, I'm not a child of God. No, it's our desire not to live in that. That makes the difference. Unbelievers could care less. As believers, we don't want to live in that sin. Before accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we belong to Satan. We belong to the same place he's going to go at the end of time. And whether, I mean, whether we want to believe it or not, whether we want it to be or not, it doesn't matter. We're a part of his family. But when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are no longer a part of Satan's family, but we have now been adopted into God's family. We become, as Scripture tells us, an heir to the kingdom. You know what that means? That means that we have the same rights and privileges and everything that Christ gets in there as God's Son, we're going to get too. We become His child. And because of our new relationship with God, we can know the fullness of his love as a child. I mean, what I mean by that is, parents, let me ask you this. Do you love your neighbor kid as much as you love your child? The answer is no. Let's be honest. The answer is no. You will do for your child what you won't do for a neighbor kid or for another child. Why? Because that child is yours. That child is yours. You go love him in a different way because there's a family relationship that is there. What kind of relationship do we have? Well, we've got a committed relationship. When Kathy and I got married, we committed ourselves to one another. We entered into a new relationship, a committed relationship, a one that is to last forever. She took my last name as her last name, as her proof of commitment. And it became, now she had a new identity. She is now, the, for better or for worse, the wife of Harlan Haynes. Sometimes it may be for worse, I don't know, you know. But she, but she became my wife. Folks, in much of the same way, we commit ourselves to Christ when we enter into a committed relationship with Him that will last forever and it will change our lives forever. As believers, we have become the bride of Christ. Christ who is our bridegroom. And just like Kathy took on my last name, which identifies with me, it identifies her relationship with me, she is my wife, and it also identifies my relationship with her. I am her husband. She is committed to me, and I am committed to her. When we stood before each other, will you take this person to be your lawfully wedded? And she said, I do, and I said, I do. That was a commitment right there that changed our lives forever. I want you to think about this. In some way, you've already got a new name. As believers, we've already taken on a name which identifies us with Christ. It identifies our new relationship with Him. You know what that new name is? I've taken on the new name, Christian. Which means Christ follower. And because of that name, we are looked at and thought of differently than before we had that name. It tells all around us that we want to be identified with Christ. We no longer identified with with the world, but with Jesus. We now have a new relationship with God. A committed relationship with Him. And He is committed to us why will we have new names in heaven well we've experienced new life we've experienced new life folks without jesus we are dead ephesians we were dead slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses before jesus We were dead. I don't know how many of you uh, remember the old horror movie, uh, Night of the Living Dead. I'll be honest with you, I am not a horror movie fan. I don't like them at all. I don't like the nightmares they give me or anything like that. But I've seen the previews. And I've heard others talk about it who are horror movie fans and why I don't know, but they are. Uh, And I've heard them talk about it and from what I've seen and from what I've heard, it pretty well illustrates how most people go through life. Apart from Christ, like the zombies in that movie, people are simply just mindlessly plodding along through life, just moaning and groaning. Scripture tells us that apart from Christ, People may have the appearance of being alive, but they're really dead. Being separated from God by sin. We are spiritually dead. Totally disconnected from the Creator, the source of all life, God Himself but through faith in Christ we are brought into a personal relationship with God that that results in being made spiritually alive we are now alive we're now living that's why you have a birth certificate in heaven called the book of life your name is written in it you're alive you've been born again that's the term that's how it comes about and, and and it's only when I'm spiritually alive that I can truly be alive in every other way acceptance of Christ brings life that is spiritual eternal and abundant in John five twenty four, Jesus says I assure you anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment but has passed from death to what Life. Life. You know, when a baby is born, they're given a new name. A name that they are now identified with. You can't leave the hospital without giving the baby a name. And some of these babies I feel so sorry for. I think they don't know what to do and they just happen to look up and see something on the wall and they just name it that but it doesn't matter that's the name for that baby that's what that baby will go through the rest of its life with you see it is a name of life it says that that baby leaves that's its name folks life comes when we invite Jesus into our lives through Jesus new life is found No longer are we dead in our sins, but we are now alive in Christ. We have new life. That's why we're going to get a new name in heaven. We have new life. Why will we have new names in heaven? Well, because we've been given a new nature. We've been given a new nature. We were born with a sinful nature. You and I were born with a natural tendency toward doing what is wrong in the sight of God. We were all born with that nature, with that tendency. You can't say, no, I wasn't. Yes, you were. If you don't believe it, well, have you ever noticed you don't have to teach a child to lie? It just comes naturally. Ever notice you don't have to teach a child to get mad? How to get mad? (laughs) It just comes naturally. You ever notice you don't have to teach a child to want their own way? No, it just comes naturally. I mean, that's all I know. It comes naturally. We were born in sin. We were born sinners. But now, but now that I have trusted Jesus as my Savior, and you as a believer have trusted Jesus as your Savior, we have been given a divine nature through the Holy Spirit's presence within us we're have a new nature scripture says when you believed in christ he identified you as his own by giving you the holy spirit you have the holy spirit in you and peter tells us that as the believer learns more about his new self through the promises of god's word that he can learn how to allow this divine nature how to allow the holy spirit that he's been given to direct his life and to enable him to be more and more and more like jesus his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness by these he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may share in the divine nature escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desires folks Yeah, (laughs) we've been given a new nature. God loves us as we are. A lot of people have a problem with that. They think, how can God love me the way I am? How can God accept me the way I am? God loves you the way you are. If you try to clean up enough to be accepted by God, you will never get clean enough. God loves you the way you are, but here's another truth. He loves you too much to leave you that way. He will change your life. He changes it by the new nature that He places within us through His Holy Spirit. And that can change the way we live our lives to be more like Jesus. Someone asked, once asked the famed sculptor Michelangelo how he could take a shapeless block of stone and sculpt from it something as beautiful as the statue of David. Michelangelo just looked at him and says, It's easy. I just chisel away everything that was not needed until the image appeared. That's what the spiritual growth in the life of the Christian is all about. To allow the Holy Spirit to chisel away all that is of the sinful nature so that the divine nature that we've received through, the faith, through our faith in Christ can emerge. Through Christ, we have a new nature. Why will we have new names in heaven? Well, it's because we share in a new victory. We shared a new victory. I, 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 I love watching people at football games, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else, or any other game it is. We're kind of like the little boy who jumped up and down and said, we won, we won, we won, we won. Right? He wasn't a member of the team. He, did, well, he didn't even go to the school that uh, was being represented by that football team, but he associated himself with the team and their victory. We won, and we weren't even in the game. But folks, we share in a new victory. We can rejoice in a victory with which we can associate ourselves. We can live in joy and triumph. We can shout we won because through faith in Christ we are associated with the victory of Calvary and that empty tomb. Ephesians says, God... Took, his sin, took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on His own with no help from us. Then He picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. We have victory. You are not, If you're a believer, you are not defeated. You have victory through Jesus because of the cross and because of the empty grave. We have a new victory. Why? Well, we have a new name in heaven. Well, it's because we enjoy a new standing. We enjoy a new standing. This kind of goes back with everything, some of the things we've talked about before, especially the relationship that we have with God. We have a new standing with God. I mean, have you ever heard it said of someone that they have no social standing? That person has no social standing. It means they don't have the means to meet the requirements of acceptance in whatever that social circle is. Well, folks, likewise, apart from Christ, we have no social standing with God. Before we become His child, before we are adopted, before we have that relationship with Him that we talked about earlier, we have no social standing with God. We have no standing with God. We did not have the means necessary to meet those requirements of acceptance by God. Those means that He demands. We We couldn't do it. But through Christ, all of that has been provided. As believers, we now have standing with God. As believers, we are no longer rejected by Him. As believers, we are now accepted by Him. You see, through Jesus we have a new standing. Why will we have a new name in heaven? Well, it's because we look forward to a new destiny. Without Christ, eternal death and destruction faced us. Again, the book of Revelation. Well, let me see here. Where am I at here? I need to find this. I don't think I got that. Isn't that something? I worked all time on this. Oh, well, Revelation 2015 says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. That's our destiny before Jesus. A lake of fire. We're without hope but with Christ, all of that is changed. We now have a living hope because we now have a new destiny. 1 Peter, right there. All honor to God, uh, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is by His boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live with a wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. For God has reserved a priceless inheritance for his children. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. That's our destiny now through Jesus. We have a new destiny. Our destiny through Jesus has changed from hell to heaven because of our relationship with him. A new destiny. So why will we have a new name in heaven why will we have new names why not look at all the new things that we have as a believer why why would we want to haul our old earthly name that represents an old perishable body into heaven when we can have a new heavenly name that represents our heavenly imperishable body we get a new name because we're not what we used to be that name doesn't represent us any longer i believe if i remember correctly and man i meant to ask him before before uh I got up here on this, so I'm just going to ask him give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down if I'm right or wrong. But Ray, I remember, if I remember correctly, you told me that in Africa, when an African comes to be a believer, they change their name. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Why do they change their name? Because they're different. They've been changed. Their destiny has changed, so they take on a new name. Folks, when one gives their life to Christ, the sinner becomes a saint. Can you believe that saint? Saint? Saint Randy. What do you know? Saint Wilbur. Wow, I like that. Hey, Saint Nancy. Sinner becomes a saint. Saint. see it's because they're no longer a child of the devil, but they're now a child of God. They were once described as an alien, but now they are a citizen of heaven. They were once at odds with God, and now <laughs> you're a fellow laborer and a servant. Remember uh, I mentioned Kathy taking on my last name when she and I got married. I can only imagine maybe in heaven there was a conversation that went on maybe something like this years ago when God the Father spoke to Jesus, the bridegroom concerning me one day. And He said, Savior, would you have this sinner? To which Jesus responded, I will. And then at the age of nine, when the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Sinner, will you have this Savior? And when I said I will, God the Father pronounced that a life-changing relationship had been established and declared that by virtue of that new relationship, I now have a new name. I now have a new name. I'm no longer a child of the devil. But I'm a child of God. And so are you if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. And I don't know about you, but I can't wait to find out what my new name's going to be. Because it's a name that's going to give glory to my Jesus. What a day that's going to be when my Jesus I see And I hear Him call me by my new name for the first time. What a day. That, my friend, is why we're going to have new names. Let me ask you to bow your heads in prayer. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will not hear Jesus Giving you your new name. No. Because you've not entered into a new relationship with Him. You're in a relationship with one you don't want to be in a relationship with and that's the devil. But God did everything possible for you to Leave that relationship and have a new relationship. He did everything possible for you to become His child. He wants to adopt you. He wants to adopt you. That's why He sent Jesus to die on the cross. So that you can have that relationship with Him, that committed relationship, that love relationship. He wants to make you new. He wants to let you know what real life is all about. If you've never accepted Christ, if you're here in our auditorium, you may be listening to me on live stream. Man, would you, and you know that if you were to die this very moment, you wouldn't be going to heaven. Would you pray a prayer something like this Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins? I'm asking you to come into my life. I want to follow you from this day forward. I am committing myself to you. I'm accepting what you did for me on the cross. From this day forward, I am yours. Now, if you pray that prayer again, if you didn't get all the words, that's okay. There's no magic in the words. It's whether or not you really meant it in your heart. If you really meant it, then just a moment during our invitation time, I'm going to invite you to come forward if you're here in the sanctuary and just take me by the hand and say, I prayed that prayer. If you're on live stream and you prayed that prayer, then would you please email us and let us know so that we can pray for you and get information to you. But you know what? Knowing that I'm going to have a new name in heaven kind of should change the way I walk here on this earth too. Because it should remind me that I am no longer a child of the earth, but I'm a child of heaven. I'm a child of God, and it should affect the way I live. So you may be here as a believer, and you know you haven't been living the way you should as a child of God. You're not living up to the new name you're going to be getting. Maybe you need to come to this altar and recommit yourself to the Lord. Maybe you want me to pray with you or where you'll be standing in a moment. If you want to turn around and kneel where you'll be standing or or as you're standing and pray and just commit yourself to the Lord. Recommit. You know, it's been quite a few years back ago, but Kathy and I uh, had a recommittal ceremony. Not that anything was bad. It's just a recommitment of ourselves to each other. And I think every so often we need to do that with God. I would encourage you to do that. If you're here today and you need a church home, man, we'd love to have you if the Lord's leading you here. But folks, we're going to have a new name. As believers, let's live up to that name for the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Father God, thank You for Your Word. Father, I thank You that, uh, Lord, I may not be where I should be right now, but, Lord, you're, You're chopping away all the things in my life to get me there. That, Lord, one day when I stand in heaven, I know I'll be there. And, Father, I thank You that, Lord, at the age of nine, You touched my life, telling me You loved me. And Lord, making it clear to me that I was a sinner. And that, Lord, I was heading in the wrong direction. Even at the age of nine, I just had the sins of a nine-year-old. But Father, I was going the wrong way. And when I said yes, Father, everything changed. I became your child. Father, I thank You for that. Not that I've been a perfect child. I've been far from it. But Lord, I thank You. You adopted me. (laughs) And no matter what I do, I will always be Your child. But Father, it's my prayer that I would be able to live in a way that brings joy to You. Just as parents, we want our kids to live in a way that brings joy to us. So, Father, if there's anyone here that does not know Jesus as their Savior, Father, I pray that they would say yes to Him today. That new life You want to give, the new nature, and that one day they will have that new name. Lord, for we who are believers, Father, may we look at our lives and see how we've been living it. Have we been living up to what You want us to do, to the new name that we're going to be given. Father, may we recommit ourselves to You to be that son, that daughter that You want us to be. Holy Spirit, I just ask that You just move in this time. Touch our hearts. Speak to us. And may no one leave here, Father, saying no to You. For in Christ's name I pray. Amen. We'd like to personally thank you for taking the time out of your day to hear our latest message. Do us a favor and send an email to outreach at fbctroytx.org to let us know that you heard us and what you thought of the message. Remember to visit fbctroytx.org to learn more about how we support our local community. Again, thank you for listening.